There's never been a greater opportunity than now to leverage social media marketing in terms of building a brand. And when you think about an agent, an agent is kind of like a personal brand in the sense that this is a know you, like you, trust you, relationship-based business, which is why today's interview is an absolute must-watch, must-listen, because we're going to hear it from from the agent who's doing it at the highest level, Shannon Mangin down in Austin, Texas, who's back with us for the second time on the show. So if this is your first time watching the show, first, thank you for watching. Please hit the big red subscribe button. And if you're new to the channel, do that. And then also hit the bell right next to it to turn on notifications. So whenever we publish interviews and videos like this that are designed to help you market your business more effectively, grow your business, you'll be the first to know about it. And if you did not watch the first interview with Shannon, we're gonna put a link to it in the description so you can go back and watch it and this one. It's okay to go ahead and watch this interview first, but if you wanna get more insight in terms of what Shannon is doing to crush it on Instagram, on social media for her business, we've got two videos, two videos for you to rip off and duplicate all the day long. Uh, Shannon, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm really happy to have you back. Hey, Jason, thanks so much for having me again. Yeah. So the last one was a hit. Uh, did you get, I'm just curious, did you get a lot of feedback from folks who watched questions and stuff like that? Yes. I actually got a lot of new followers and a, a lot of comments, um, that just that they felt inspired again to try social media or people that said, Hey, I'm inspired to just put out my first videos. So I always love hearing feedback. And if you do follow me, definitely shoot me a message and let me know if this podcast is helpful too. I love that. I love hearing that folks are getting encouraged by what we're sharing. And that's the intent here today is to give you more ideas uh, and more encouragement to take action. So Shannon, tell everybody if they're new to you and your brand about your business, if you could, please. Yes. Yeah, so I just run a small team in Austin. It's just my husband and I. Um, I started my career in real estate in 2017. My husband joined me right at the beginning of 2020, which is a little scary, but we've grown over the years and um, are doing really well. So it's just the two of us right now. That's, that's incredible. And you're in Austin, Texas. And just so we get some context, how's the market? Um, it's very competitive there. We have a lot of agents. Uh, the last number I heard was close to 18,000 or so agents. Mm -hmm. And um, we rank actually in the top 3% there. So we've built our business pretty solid over the years where we have a good customer base. And a lot of that is coming through social media. I was going to ask how much of that roughly is coming through social and what we're getting into today. Do you have any hard numbers on that? Or is it just an approximation? So last year, about 30% um, of our business came directly through Instagram, direct meaning like a stranger or someone I didn't know, or perhaps an agent that contacted me um, offering a referral. And then we also get some indirect sales, which is kind of harder to calculate, but I might win a referral or I win a listing presentation because I'm showing my Instagram, um, you know, our, our videos and everything. And that helps win us over to, to the client. I love that. That's a great, that's a great analysis. A lot of folks look at social media and Instagram and they're like, oh, it's supposed to be a lead source. But the reality is it can be both a lead source and a marketing channel. It can be a tool that keeps you in front of an existing lead source like past clients or other agents within your agent community and so forth. And it can equally be a tool for generating and attracting business. And that's the one I want to start with the bit where you're actually attracting business from complete strangers walk us through at a high level and then you can get as detailed as you would like in terms of what are the mechanics of how you're getting folks in your dms how you're attracting leads from total strangers on instagram 
Um, so the biggest thing is I, I mentioned in the last interview is just knowing who you're talking to. So I always talk to someone who ideally is a homeowner, lives in the Lake Travis area where we are, and that wants to upsize or downsize. So everything I come up with, I'm trying to think, is it relevant to that person? So I do talk a lot about things that would relate more to a seller, but also on the buyer side, because that's usually the drawback of why they aren't selling, is how am I gonna get to the next place? So our um, videos are pretty consistent. I'm doing at least three to four videos per week consistently. On, on reels, which helps keep my audience engaged. Um, to get people into the DMs, I usually am trying to find ways of just getting them to talk to me. So I might do a call to action where it says, you know, click the link in our, our calendar to book an appointment or uh, send us a DM or, you know, comment below so I can at least start conversations with people. I also get most interaction in my stories. So if I post a reel, about whatever, you know, do you want to buy a new construction home or would you only buy resell? I may post that to my stories and then break it down, like do a little video behind the scenes, kind of telling a little bit more about the pros of new construction. And then I just put stickers in there so people can respond yes, no, they can drop a question, they can ask me something that immediately gets them talking to me. And then I will go back and see, okay, who voted yes? who voted no, and then just send messages to those people, you know, to see, hey, are you actually thinking about something this year or not? And um, I'm just trying to start a conversation. And then once I've engaged with them, my next step is to get them into a phone call or a Zoom meeting. So I'm, I'm really trying to end that conversation quickly on the DMs and just say, hey, let's talk. Here's my number or here's a link to my Calendly. And then we can book a, a quick Zoom meeting. Wow. That's, that was a, I heard a lot of golden nuggets in there. Uh, okay. So my big takeaways, cause I want to go a little bit deeper on a couple of those items. First and foremost, you echoed what we've been teaching at our events at edge and other events that we deliver as a coaching organization that you get what your content attracts. I think a lot of folks out there, when it comes to making content, they think they got to make stuff that's, and I'm going to be a little bit contrary in how I say this, cause I want you to react to me. It has to be super personal or it can't be real estate-ish at all because that looks too salesy. But I'd make the argument you get what your content attracts and you appear to be pretty adamant about making content that's relevant for folks who are living in or moving to the Lake Travis area around Austin. And lo and behold, that's what you get. Any comment to that first point? Um, I do, I, I do think it is important to throw in some personal stuff. So if you see my story, sometimes it's pictures of my dog, it's pictures of me exercising or whatever. So I do throw in a little bit of personal stuff, but my actual feed, I look at it as I'm a business. Um, and I follow other businesses that are not real estate related, whether it's like a clothing boutique I like or whatever. And I'm not anxious to see pictures of, you know, their vacation photos and whatever they're doing. I'm there for the business. So I, I definitely want the majority of my stuff for me to, to focus on real estate. I, the way I kind of balance it, cause like, what if someone doesn't want to buy it and sell is I also try to sell the lifestyle We're more out in the hill country. So I might showcase like a great restaurant. We tried a beautiful park, a winery, you know, something fun to keep the non sellers and buyers interested still. Um, but definitely I, I want my account to be more educational, uh, when it comes to real estate. Yes. And for anybody who's following you, they would say, wow, that's true, but she's also hilarious. You mentioned about three-ish reels per week or pieces of content per week. Talk to us about, you mentioned maybe a restaurant tour 
or a park tour? What types of content are you producing for the feed? And then I'm going to go to stories after we have this bit of dialogue. Absolutely. So when I look at creating videos, they should fall into one of three categories. Like it should have one, one of these purposes, either to educate, inspire, or entertain. If, if one of them could do like more than one, it could, if it can fit two categories, that's even better. So for educational videos, that would be like market stats, a news headline, straightforward real estate advice. That's kind of a talking head video. Inspiration is going to be storytelling or painting a picture. So that could be a client success story, why we love living in the Texas Hill Country, um, you know, a beautiful listing that you might be able to get. And then the third one, the entertain could be some of the funny trending sounds and, you know, spoofs on a movie, things like that. So I try to do a variety of at least one of those types of videos per week. And there's enough variation in there that I can kind of keep it fun and interesting. What about your non-video content? You are predominant. I'm scrolling through your feed now. It is predominantly video first, which hooray, I applaud you. What about the strategy behind non-video content? We know Instagram, for instance, uh, has restated recently that they're going to start prioritizing photos a bit more. And we know carousels are also performing pretty darn well these days. Yes, I'm definitely trying to incorporate at least one or two uh, photo posts a week. And I have noticed, even though I haven't done a, a bunch of carousels, but I even on some of my posts where it's just one picture, I, I am getting a ton of likes and better reach than I would have in the past. So uh, definitely, yes, I would say incorporate some photos here and there, but may, mostly keep it um, video first. Mm. That's good stuff. Okay, so let's go back then to your story. So what I've heard so far is we're making three-ish reels, video-first content for the most part per week is designed for people who are living in, moving to, so to speak, the, I think you called it the hill country of, what did you call it? The, the hill country areas like west of Austin, all the suburbs okay. and small towns outside of Austin. Okay, so you're super like on target in terms of your content strategy, but you mentioned more behind the scenes content. You were making use of story stickers whereby it's the polls, the quizzes, the ask me anything types of story stickers that are designed to get interactions. And I think when you say interactions, you really mean you're just trying to spark conversations. Can you expand on your story strategy? Yes. So with the stories, it's super easy to go into the sticker and just pick something. It could be a poll. It could be a quiz. If there's a one right or wrong answer, or there's one that just is an open question box that says, ask me anything. So whenever I post a story, I try to put something where people are voting, you know, some way or the other, you know, it's like, do you think prices will go up and down? Is it, you know, I, I posted one the other day talking about market stats and, uh, my question was, who's winning right now in this market? I had kind of done a sports um, analysis of, of comparing it with the March stats with March Madness basketball. And so my question was, who's winning in this market, buyers, sellers, or it's neutral? And I got a whole bunch of responses. And so some of them are real estate agents, but there's some where I know like, hey, this is a local person. And so I am just messaging uh, that person like, hey, would you want to know where your house is now? If it's someone that I already know, or just, you know, what do you know about the Austin real estate market? Are you, are you in the market for something? And not everyone replies, but some do. And at least now I'm talking to somebody. Well, and I love what you said. I mean, whether it's starting a conversation in my comments, 
uh, using a story sticker of some form to get into the DMs or just a direct call to action to DM me or message me, or maybe maybe the notes feature instead of Instagram. I love that you're driving all folks into dialogue with you. And I love even more that you're ending that conversation as quickly as possible and taking it to a meeting. I think a lot of folks maybe rely too heavily on the DMs. And I thought what you said was a pretty astute observation. I want to get them from my DMs into a Zoom or meeting or something to that effect as quickly as possible. Would you add any more commentary to that? Yes. So the reason for that is that the DMs are a nightmare to try to organize. And if I post a silly story of my dogs and let's say 50 people put a little heart emoji. Now, if I had a real conversation that's like buried somewhere in the bottom and I have had it before where I'm like, I know I was talking to someone, I can't find them. Who were they? Yeah. So one tip I will say that's helped me a little bit with that is you can put a flag uh, you can flag a message and and there's just a little flag icon up there. And then when you go back to your DMs, you can say filter by flagged and it will only pull up the flagged messages. And so that is one way I have learned. So I don't let someone slip through the cracks is just to flag yeah. that. Um, so I don't get buried by a hundred little heart emojis. So that's a pro tip. A lot of folks are also using uh, Meta's uh, business suite. So Meta offers their business suite, which is standard with Meta, and you can have it whereby you can manage all your conversations in that tool on desktop. So the flagging feature is super smart because what's going to happen is when folks start ripping off and duplicating what you're doing, they're going to get their DMs to go bananas. And your DMs, I'm imagining, are especially, I hesitate using the expression out of control, but you're priming folks to message you so effectively. I think people get stuck at, she's just making a lot of content. She's making a lot of content with strategy behind it that's designed to spark a lot of conversations. Content to drive conversations, to book appointments, to to do more business. Talk to the agent though for a moment, who I'm imagining is skeptical. They are feeling the sense that the market is slim pickings. There's a way bigger reduction of buyer demand. That was a weird sentence, but I think you know what I mean. There aren't as many listings. It's difficult. It's a much more slow moving, difficult market than it was maybe a year, two years ago. Agree so far? I agree, yes. Okay. So a lot of agents in that kind of a marketplace become, I'm going to say this delicately, it's almost like a no tolerance for delayed gratification. I just need it now. I need a deal now. Where's the next deal coming from? So they tend to invest in lead sources that are promising of ready now types of business. And they might say to somebody like you, I don't have time to do all that content. I just need a sure thing right now. Am I making like, is the juxtaposition making sense? Yes, for sure. What would you say to that agent? And before you answer, I love lead gen. I love brand building. I like marketing. I, this, this show is called this week in marketing, but I suspect there's a lot of folks who are just feeling pressure to get ready now business. And they might be like, I don't want to say putting their nose up in the air at this, but they might be like, that's going to take too much effort. Go ahead and respond to that. I would say that, um, you know, video marketing, it it just enhances everything else that you're doing. So, I I mean, I, if you're starting off with like hardly any followers, you're like, I just opened my account. Yes. It's going to take time to grow it. But if you are getting leads coming in through whatever site you're purchasing leads from, connect with those people, follow them on social, ask, I mean, that's one of the first questions I ask someone if I meet them somewhere else, I'm like, hey, are you on social? Okay, let me look you up, here's my account. And I start immediately following them. And so even if they're not quite ready, it's almost like they're seeing me every week, they're getting to know who I am. 
Um, I also, when the market's down, that's like a great opportunity to stand out. We have more contracts right now than like we're starting off the year so much better than we did last year. Um, and, and we're already on pace to outdo what we did last year with, with buyers. So even if the market's hard, I kind of look at that as that's an awesome opportunity for content. So the big thing right now is, okay, interest rates are high. Oh my gosh, we should wait for them to drop. Can we really afford a home? That's what buyers are thinking. That's what they're seeing on the news. So I'm looking at it as what are the solutions for someone that actually wants to buy a house right now? So we're talking about, you know, you can get a two, one buy down program. You could lower, use our negotiating power. Let's lower the price. Let's get some concessions to do a permanent buy down. Look, new construction. We have a lot of builders offering these super low permanent fixed rates. And then I'm telling success stories of buyers that have overcome that. So it's, it's focusing on the pain in the market, but okay, yes, this is a bad thing, but how are we fixing it? Here's all these different opportunities. Yeah. I'm picturing a video you did and I can't, I was looking for it. I can't find it. And I wish I could remember was, I think it had to do with mortgage rates and it was a video that showed up in my feed. And I thought there's a really great perspective. You took sort of a hard, a hard bitter pill to swallow about rates and how it's affecting affordability. And you didn't try to dress it up like it wasn't an issue. You acknowledged the problem, but you look, you took a different perspective at it and it was such a silver lining and it wasn't fictitious. You didn't make it up. It was true. And I found it to be such an encouraging post. I wish I could think of which one it was, but I would argue that's consistent across your content is you have a lot of thought leadership where yeah. you talk about the market. You don't try to act like, Hey, the market's great. doesn't matter what it is. It's great because I want the sale. You have the hard conversations. And it seems like through that buyers and sellers alike trust your word and they watch your videos and they reach out to you because you tell it like it is right. Absolutely. I mean, if you if you just focused on the negative, you know, news headlines, then you're going to obviously scare off any clients that might really need to buy and sell. And that's what you have to remember is that it doesn't matter what the market's like. People are getting married. They're having children. They're changing jobs like people need places to live no matter what is going on in the market. So address the pain points in the market and and just, you know, create content around that, you know, and we've also done a bunch about, I mean, our prices went down pretty drastically in Austin, which has been a hard, bitter pill to swallow, but, you know, focusing on, okay, look at how much it's grown from January of 2020 to now, like we're still up almost 50% in, in appreciation, which is insane. And so just focusing again on some of those silver lining moments and then also, okay, you didn't get what you thought you were going to get, but guess what? The next house you're going to buy is also down. So it's kind of a wash, like you're not overpaying and, and doing a crazy, you know, bidding war. So we, all of my content, I would say, I want it to be upbeat. Even if the market's not, it's like, this is where it is. Here's the reality, but here's the solution. Here's how you can reason on it. If it is indeed a, a time where you need to buy and sell, this is how we're doing it. See, and that's, I think you were talking about this because we were, for those watching, uh, Shannon did a panel interview with me at an event last week. And I believe that's where you said this idea of, there's a lot of creators using headlines that are scary and doom mongering sounding to create clickbait content. And you have no objection to taking those hard issues. But at the same time though, you're not going to pretend things aren't what they aren't just because you want to try to convince somebody to buy or sell. Now, the reality is there are folks who are in market to buy and sell now. And it's, it seems like it's an underlying goal of every one of your videos 
to give a fair perspective of what's happening and look for the opportunity in it. Not because you're oblivious, but because there are folks who are buying and selling in the market. The market's the market and finding where the opportunity is, is your job as a broker. And I believe that has folks attracted to a, a personal brand like yours. They're a yes before you even talk to them, I'm guessing. Absolutely. I mean, why would you not want to work with an agent that's actually helping people, you know, get, get contracts and get homes and amazing deals? Um, you know, and I will occasionally do a sarcastic video where it's maybe using a trending sound. So, you know, like back mm -hmm. in 2021, we had crazy bidding wars, lines out the doors of our right. housing. So I did some where it was like, you know, someone just like ah, panicking and, you know, using this trending sound that was negative. And so it's like, okay, buyers looking for homes in Austin. But then at the end, I might say, read caption for two ways to avoid a bidding war. So even if my mm -hmm. video was nothing but negativity, if you read the caption, I had, okay, here's two ways. If you do not want to get into a bidding war that you can, you know, still buy a home here. And honestly, in that year from 2021 through like the crazy part of spring of 2022, we helped 42 buyers and 68% of them did not actually pay over asking price in Austin. And that was like the hottest, craziest seller's market ever. But I kept putting it out there like, you know, yeah. here's these strategies to not overpay or, to, or if you have the money and you want the house, here's, here's how you win it. And we just kept getting more and more buyers. There's so much that you're saying that's true. So we have a maxim we use often that content is contribution. You are an embodiment of content is contribution. I think a lot of agents are of the hunt and gather mentality. I've got to go find a deal. Where's the next deal coming from? And they get into that mentality. Whereas you appear to have more of a shepherd's approach. I'm going to shepherd a flock. It's my job to guide an audience to making the best choices when the time is right for them. It may be their perfect time, even though the market and the news headlines may say otherwise, this is an individual personal decision. And I see that it's, you just seem really committed to great content. I imagine when you go on a listing appointment that a lot of the heavy lifting, a lot of other agents have to do to try to convince that seller, here's why you should listen to me. I'm willing to bet that work's already been done by the time you arrive. Absolutely. If they've already found me, especially on Instagram, um, and they already know, you know, kind of know my style or they've seen our listing videos and whatever, then it's almost like a done deal. In many cases, they're not even interviewing other agents and they're just like, okay, we're so excited, you know, to, to meet you and work with you and they're just ready to go. Um, so it takes a lot of that pressure off. And, yeah. and then like that, if it's someone I don't know, I always ask them, Hey, are you on social? And I try to connect with them right away. Cause I want them to see our personalities it, it, that way. When you go in there, it's like, they already have this picture of who you are. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think too many agents are missing the opportunity of video is making your brand for you. So when you walk in the door for a buyer consult or you talk to the lead or it's a listing appointment, the heavy lifting's done. You have a brand that's already position you as the local expert and the thought leader, which you're doing at a really, really high level. A lot of folks would say they struggle with, I don't know what to make content about. I've characterized you as a shepherd of a flock where you're just constantly keeping your flock aware of what, what are the trends and what's happening that's relevant, whether it's buying or selling. Talk to the agent out there who's struggling about where to come up with ideas for content. What's your process? 
So the easy thing is just, I pull from real life more than anything. I mean, it, look at like, what are the pain points in the market? Like I said, what's, what's the media saying? What's, mm -hmm. what are your clients asking you about? Um, not everything has to be like news related, but sometimes, you know, just like questions about what appliances come with a house in Texas. You know, I, I get asked that a lot. You know, we don't, the fridge is not included. So simple little things like that. Anytime a client asks you a question, just jot it down. I actually have a little journal where I just jot down ideas. I also look at uh, what's coming up in my week, you know, the, the week or two ahead. So I look at anything I'm doing behind the scenes is also content. Uh, whether it's like putting a pending sign out on a, on a sign, I can just do something like that where I'm just, it's just a picture of me putting a under contract sign up there and I can just put some text on top of it with a little bit of music. And it's like just some stat about the market. Um, you know, if it's a closing in my calendar, instead of just saying, okay, I have a closing here, I put it as shoot testimonial video at closing. So anytime mm -hmm. I plan on shooting a video, I now put it in my calendar because it's happened way too many times where you get rushed and, you know, things are a little chaotic. And then I'm like, oh, darn it. I forgot to, to ask them this or, or whatever. So I try to change my content, like the title of my appointment to video at inspection video, you know, here. And then it's super easy for me just to film something real quick, just capture it. And then I can go back and edit later. Yeah. Um, and keep in mind also reels are short. Like some of my reels are five seconds, some are 30 seconds. So if someone's thinking, oh, it's so time consuming, it does not have to be. Um, I don't have, like, I'm not paying someone to do my editing for me, but you can do some very basic edits and it's okay to have things that are a little more, more raw and unprofessional, especially on Instagram, TikTok. Uh, I actually think those perform really well. I think so too. So what are you actually filming with? just my iPhone. Okay. And I have a ring light. That was probably the first, like the best thing I did. Cause it also serves as a tripod. I would say mm. majority of everything I film is a lot of it in my house, in my living room and, or in my yard neighbors will see me <laughs> like out on the street. And I'm just like, they just know I'm making a video. Um, and then I, one also thing I like playing with is the green screen filter on yep. Instagram. If you're not familiar with it, Google it, but that allows you to do just kind of fun, creative stuff. You can put a newspaper, like a news article behind you. You can put yourself in like a fun, you know, scenario or something like that. But I'm still filming that in my living room, <laughs> which is the filter yeah. behind me. And are you using any kind of a microphone or just using the iPhone? Just using my iPhone. Okay. So there everybody heard it. Now I'm, I have no qualms. If you want to invest in video production, I like gear. I think it's fun but you don't have to. And that's the main idea. Good content is not measured by the resolution of your camera, how fancy your equipment is or what your production budget happened to have been. Good content is the bit you contribute. And I would argue you're contributing some of the best content in real estate period. What were your three categories again? Educate, inspire, entertain. And then yeah. overall, anything I do needs to have like an upbeat, solution to it. Like I said, don't just do a video about getting beaten up in a multiple offer. Like, okay, so this is happening, but like, how do you deal with that? You know, give, give some people yeah. some hope instead of just like, oh man, I can't, I can't do that. You know, I can't afford a house right now. Show them some hope or a solution. It's as if 
when you produce videos for your Instagram, just for instance, for the complete strangers or the best friends, whoever happens to watch your video, you don't know who's going to watch it, but it seems like every video is as if you're working with that person, like they're already your client, whether they're buying or selling, period. For sure. I another tip I had learned, I used to do very long-winded introductions where, you know, I was introducing myself. I just talked directly like you. So you want to say you're home, but you're scared because you don't have a place to go next. You know, here's here's a solution. I just talk exactly as if I'm talking to this person in mind, and that helps capture their attention right off the bat. Um, and so they're less likely to scroll and go somewhere else. Yeah, it's 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 strange what happens when you uh, in speaking techniques, we it's called speaking to the one, whereby when you speak to an audience, you speak to you. The game is how many times can you say you in your next video? Because whenever you say the word you, whoever's watching that video, who is ever listening to that video, they go, who, me? Every single one of them. And so it becomes their own little internal dialogue of responding to the content in terms of what their next steps would be. All right, I could talk to you all day. I'm going to ask one more question and then we're going to wrap it up. And this is just kind of a, a catch all for anything, anything we might've missed. What are some of the features, trends, or techniques that you see are working best for you on Instagram right now? I don't know if it's a, a specific feature or anything like, like I said, it's just mainly being yourself. Don't be afraid to put personality out there. Um, I occasionally use trends, but don't rely only on those, you know, just come up with whatever. If you think something is a great idea, just put it out there and be comfortable being you don't get obsessed over like the views and likes. But like I said, as long as it's consistent, it's helping someone and you're authentically being yourself, then your videos should definitely help you. I love that. I'm not going to push that any further because that's the truth, isn't it? The truth is. Are you seeking to serve somebody? When you make a video, the question should be, who is this for and how can I help? Those are the two questions. And you do both with every video you produce. And I, I laugh at a lot of them. They're funny. It doesn't mean there's not personality injected. Yet you don't sacrifice the quality of the content and your message for laughs or trends or anything like, anything like that. And I believe that is why so many folks in your local marketplace are attracted to working with you because you're making hyper-local content that's hyper-relevant for them and their lives with their next move, whatever that might be. Shannon, thank you so much for being on today. Where can folks follow you and connect? We're at the.mansion.team on Instagram, and you can also find us on YouTube as well. But yes, I'd love to connect. And like I said, if this was helpful, please shoot me a message so I know and I'll message you back. Thank you so, so much. I'm sure everybody watching, listening, took a bunch of notes. The good news is you can watch it again. You can listen again. You can share it with friends and peers who could also benefit from hearing this. I know, and Shannon knows, there are a lot of folks who feel stuck and intimidated by social media marketing. Today's video, I'm truly hopeful, encouraged you to say, you know what? It's about taking action. It's not about the gear or any of the technology. It's about the message. And I am the message for my audience and I know what they need. So I hope you were encouraged today. And I'm super glad you tuned in. Until next week, this is This Week in Marketing.